Hi everyone, this is Gail from The Secret Life of Death. I thought, in light of all the heaviness of our days being socially distant or quarantined, you might enjoy something a little stupid and silly to give your mind a break and your spirit a lift. And I don't think I need to tell you that the best medicine for being shut in and shut down is sun, sass, and Hawaiian shirts. What follows is a synopsis of the 1980s classic TV sleuth drama, Magnum P.I., starring Tom Selleck as Thomas Magnum, an ex-Navy SEAL, Vietnam vet, who retires to Hawaii and becomes a private investigator. He's helped by his friends and fellow Vietnam vets, T.C., who runs a helicopter tourist service, and Rick, who runs the swanky King Kamehameha Club in Honolulu. And providing a nice contrast to Magnum's beach bum attitude is his comedic foil, the perpetual stick-in-the-mud Jonathan Higgins. Higgins, or Higgy Baby, as TC calls him, is a stuffy retired British military officer who has become caretaker for the estate of famous crime novelist Robin Masters. And Masters has let Magnum live in his guesthouse on the estate. The show was the epitome of what 80s TV did best. It had a killer theme song, snappy characters, fast cars, over-the-top, ridiculous plots, with, unfortunately, a generous sprinkling of cultural and gender patriarchy. With that being said, I really do love this show, and I find it as great an escape from reality today as it was 35 years ago. So what do you think? Should we do this? Okay. Sing it with me now. Da 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 da. Okay. Season 2, episode 21, Woman on the Beach. Opening. Words on the screen read Summer 1945. Big band 40s music is playing as a car pulls up outside a nice house. A woman wearing a flowing white dress and cowl, think Princess Leia in Star Wars, comes out of the house and darts for a tree in the yard. She looks back over her shoulder at the house, and we see a number of Navy officers in their dress whites dancing with women. Lots of white in this episode so far. Good thing it's before Labor Day. Princess Leia, 1945, flounces down through the garden and interrupts a couple making out. They demure and walk away, leaving Princess Leia, 1945, alone next to the tennis court. She calls out for Clegg, I think, and looks around in the dark excitedly. A tennis ball is bounced at her from the shrubs, and she giggles, Oh, Clay. I guess it's Clay. She admonishes Clay for being silly and walks toward where the balls were coming from. She gets to the bushes and looks into the camera, and what she sees scares her. Then she backs up and runs away. The camera is now serving as the point of view from the scary person and is coming towards her. She runs, so I guess it isn't Clay, and she falls, of course. And then she runs into a greenhouse to hide, and camera face follows her. She makes a break for the back door, but it's locked. She yells for Clay to help. 
then a scene of hands coming towards her, and a scene outside of the locked door rattling. Hands. Door rattling. Hands. Door rattling. Hands. Door stops rattling. Scary. New scene. The Ferrari is parked outside the King Kamehameha Club, which we know because of the big honking sign for the club, established 1905, who knew, posted right above the Ferrari. Magnum is here. Magnum, TC, and Rick are hanging out at Rick's apartment. Magnum wants to take them all out for a night on the town, as he just got paid. They're all wearing white, too. What gives? Rick says he has a date, and he can't come, and he's setting up a dinner for the woman he claims to be in love with. Magnum and TC think it's great he's in love. Who is she? Her name is Janice Coop. Rick met her right here at the club two days ago. Magnum and TC laugh like hyenas. But they still want to meet this love of Rick's life before their night of whoring, so they wait until she gets there. But Rick gets stood up. We can tell because Magnum and TC have eaten that romantic dinner, and the candles on the table are all sad and drippy. Rick calls Janice, only to be told by her roommate that Janice has run off to get married. Okay. Rick storms out of the room and heads out to the bar and orders a cigarette. But Rick, you've quit, the barkeep says, and a line of whiskeys. He sees a woman at a table behind him, and it's Princess Leia 1945. Same white outfit, same white actress, and she's drinking white wine. Rick straightens his tie and asks Princess Leia 1945 if she's a member of the club. She says no and gets up to leave, but Rick bades her to stay as his guest. He's going to fall in love again. Her name is Sarah, and she looks sad. Rick offers to help her, but alas, there's nothing anyone can do now, she pronounces dramatically. They go for a walk on the beach, and within five minutes, she's blabbed her whole life story. She can never be free, you see, because there's a man that loves her, but she doesn't love him, and he'll never leave her alone. His name is Henry Ellison. Rick pipes up, the 60-year-old shipping magnate? Moving the plot along nicely. But Sarah insists, Henry is young. Then suddenly they're kissing. It must be the champagne. Rick turns to go get more drinks, and when he turns back to Sarah, two seconds later, she's gone. New scene. At Robin Masters' estate, Higgins is in the yard fencing by himself, as Zeus and Apollo watch. He's repeating lines from Romeo and Juliet over and over, and tells Magnum, who has just walked up carrying an unshucked coconut for reasons that aren't explained, that he's staging a production for the Anglo-Hawaiian Shakespeare Society, and that he wants Magnum to help out as an extra. Magnum says no, and gets into his Ferrari. And as he drives off, Higgins gives him a look that says, This isn't over. Rick meets Magnum before he gets far, and begs him to help him find Princess Leia slash Sarah. Magnum is skeptical about Rick's new love, but he agrees. New scene. Rick and Magnum are at the office of Henry Ellison, the shipping magnate, and it turns out he is 60 years old. They ask him if he knows a 25-year-old woman named Sarah. He reiterates his oldness by saying all of his acquaintances are a generation older. Then Rick jumps up, 
seeing a portrait on Ellison's wall, that's her. Ellison says, that's impossible. Sarah Clifford died 35 years ago. (gasps) Henry then confides he loved Sarah once. And lately, many of her old friends have claimed to have seen her too. One minute she's there, and the next she's gone. But he insists someone is playing a cruel trick on all of them, because she is dead. New scene. Magnum is at the library and asks for information about the Sarah Clifford case. The librarian brings him a newspaper from 1945 about her death. While he scans the paper and asks the librarian questions, the librarian stands behind him and starts changing her shoes and unbuttoning her blouse while she's answering the questions. I'm sorry, what the hell is happening here? She tells him a young relative of Sarah Clifford came to do research about this a year ago. She undoes her hair and shakes it loose. Magnum, unaware of all this undressing behind him, asks the librarian what she can tell him about this relative. She then walks around and stands in front of him all sexed out and says, She was pretty, but I don't suppose that means anything to you, and walks off. Magnum looks as confused as I feel. New scene. Magnum asks Higgins what he knows about the Sarah Clifford case. He knows something, but he holds the Shakespeare business over Magnum's head until he agrees to be an extra. Higgins said what happened to Sarah was a scandal. She was the most beautiful woman in Honolulu society, and all the men were in love with her. But right after the war, her rich family fell from grace, and everyone assumed she killed herself over it but those in the know never believed it. She had disappeared from a party one night, and her car was found over a cliff at the shore. Her body was never found, and assumed swept out to sea. Classic soap opera trope. There are rumors she still haunts her old estate. Magnum leaves, happy with this information, but not before Higgins gets in a parting shot about the tights he'll be required to wear for his Shakespeare performance. Match point Higgins. New scene. Magnum drives out to the old Clifford estate, now abandoned and overgrown. While he's skulking around, he sees Princess Leia 1945-slash-Sarah and gives chase throughout the grounds. She goes into the old greenhouse, and Princess Leia 1945 slips out the back and locks the door, which is weird since all the walls in the greenhouse are broken, but oh well. He gets out, and then finds her white cowl, half-buried in the leaves. Now he doesn't know what to think. On his way back to the car, he sees Princess Leia 1945, hiding about two feet from the trail. And an exasperated and snarky Magnum starts asking her what gives. Princess Leia says she's Sarah Clifford, and she's here to make things right. Exasperated her, Magnum says, great, let me help. What needs to be made right? She tells him that Henry Ellison, the 60-year-old shipping magnate, killed her right here on the estate, and she runs off. Magnum gives chase again, but as he rounds the corner, he gets belted in the stomach and then the head by a shovel, apparently wielded by a pair of sinister-looking boots. He gets dragged into a chair by the boots, which turn out to be an aged caretaker of the estate who never left, a la Grey Gardens. 
Magnum comes to, and the caretaker is yelling at him in German and then English. He thought Magnum was trespassing. The caretaker says he sees the ghost of Sarah here, and more so lately, and that he should go talk to Lisa Page about it all because she's writing a book about Sarah's life. I think I see where this is going. New scene. Magnum and Rick track down this Lisa Page and go to her house. The woman who answers the door is, yup, Princess Leia 1945-slash-Sarah, but in modern clothes. Rick is ecstatic to see her, but she doesn't know him at all. Her name is Lisa, thank you very much. And yes, she is writing a book about the death of Sarah Clifford. Well, Magnum and Rick say they've seen Sarah Clifford recently, so what about that lady? She invites them to sit for tea and fesses up that Sarah was her aunt. She had a photo of Sarah and her true love, Clayton Light. They wanted to get married, you see, but couldn't because of her family. And so she killed herself. But Clay and Lisa don't think she did, and Lisa's here to find out what's what. While Lisa goes to get the tea, Magnum snoops and finds the Princess Leia 1945 outfit. When Lisa sees this, she's furious and kicks them out. As they leave, Rick gives her a sad, sappy look over his shoulder. New scene. Back at the King Kamehameha Club, Rick cries into his whiskey, and Magnum eats hard-boiled eggs and beer. I'm sorry, I cannot get through that line without laughing, it's so weird. Magnum eats hard-boiled eggs and beer. I'm not kidding. <sighs> he eats hard-boiled eggs and beer. <laughs> he eats hard-boiled eggs and beer. While wondering about the wild goose chase Princess Leia 1945 took him on around the grounds of the old Clifford estate. But Magnum gets an idea. They bring TC along with them back to the estate. They go back to the greenhouse, where Magnum found the cowl to look for a body. Mmm. Cut to a sweaty, shirtless Rick digging a giant hole in the greenhouse. He's surprisingly hairless for the 80s. The old caretaker is heard doddering around outside, so Magnum and TC go to be lookouts. Then, Rick finds a skeleton at the bottom of the hole, while the caretaker can be heard having a conversation with a hydrangea in German. New scene. Back at Lisa's house, a man in a white suit, seriously, what is this, is pacing and holding a gun on her while thumbing through her manuscript. He asks her how she knew the body was in the greenhouse. The man is, of course, Henry Ellison, the 60-year-old shipping magnate? He wants to know how Lisa knew he was the man threatening Sarah all those years ago. She says she just guessed. Then, Ellison goes into a trance, looking at Lisa, saying how much she looks like Sarah and moves like her, and begins to do her hair like Sarah used to back in the day. And he tells her to put on the Princess Leia dress. Ugh. She's 25 and he's a 60-year-old shipping magnate. Magnum and Rick get to her house too late. Lisa and Ellison are gone. New scene. Ellison and Lisa, now dressed as Sarah, are at the tennis courts of the old Clifford estate. Things quickly devolve into full-on soap opera shit here. Ellison has reverted back to 1945, and he tells Sarah he can't let her marry Clay. 
and Lisa slash Sarah, who's either going along with this or is in a trance too, I'm not sure, says, but I don't want to marry Clay. And then they kiss. Ellison snaps back to reality and tries to strangle Lisa. She runs away from the tennis court, just like in 1945, and falls. Then she goes back to the same greenhouse from 35 years ago. Yes, the one she locked the back door to when Magnum was still in there. Double yes. Ellison gets closer and she breaks the door down and runs straight into Rick. Ellison is hot on their heels and then he shoots Rick. And then Magnum shoots Ellison. And if you're wondering where the groundskeeper is during all this, I forgot to tell you he's deaf, so. Then Ellison falls back through the broken wall of the greenhouse and into this still open grave where they recovered Sarah's skeleton earlier in the day. Triple yes. New scene. Higgins, TC, and Magnum are at the bar, and Higgins is pissed because he was just informed his production of Romeo and Juliet is supposed to be staged with a Hawaiian theme, and he's not having it. Oh, lighten up, Higgy, you old racist. He stalks off, just as Rick and Lisa come up. They are both dressed in white. At least that should make Higgins happy. TC asks Lisa why she didn't tell the police where the body was buried, and she claimed she really didn't know where it was. Magnum is tired of her games and walks down to the beach for a smoke, and at the water's edge, he sees a Princess Leia apparition. He looks back at the bar, and Lisa's still there. He mugs incredulously for the camera, and... Scene! Hey, thanks for listening to the Magnum Recap. Let me know if you liked it and you want to hear more. Find us on Facebook by searching The Secret Life of Death. On Twitter at T-S-L-O-D podcast or on Instagram at The Secret Life of Death podcast. Hang in there, everyone. We'll get through this one magnum at a time.